conversation with Tyson there and um, I remember this is going back I think like last year yeah last year I had taken uh, I think it was like a five-day vacation five-day stress something like that mm-hmm. and so the the first night or the first day I was going on vacation or at least the night before I was going on vacation because don't forget it's like usually 1230 my time when we record Tyson and I literally spent from like 1230 all the way to like six o'clock in the morning just recording and and it was a pretty awesome session so i was on facebook and i happened to notice that cat sorens from strange times was on and i'm like hey what's up dude i'm like how can i you know i would like to get you on the show at some point in time he's like can we do it now so keep in mind tyson's been up like all night i've been up all night and i had to like get him back so that we can have him on the show. And that was that particular show where you heard Kat Sorens on there not too long. Well, I guess it's been quite a few episodes back. But just so you know, for your entertainment pleasure, we were recording all night. Right, yes. Because we love you and, you know, we want you to listen to us. Yes. But also, too, I want to try to get, as far as, like, next guest is concerned, I want to get, like, uh, Davian Dent on. I want to get uh, uh, Ed Wallach on. I've been trying to get Samantha on, too, from Strange Times. Uh, these are all Strange Times people, with the exception of Ed. But, um, and, of course, um, Mark Hershon, of course, I, I would like to get him on. And uh, whoever else wants to come on, you know, come join us. You know, come join the awesomeness. Uh, yes, and by the way, if you're listening to this, you're on SoundCloud, because we're not on iTunes yet. We might be by the time this uh, is recorded, and or not recorded, published. And uh, check out the SoundCloud for um, the uh, a preview of a cover of Emotion that I did with my wife, Laura. And if enough people listen to it and are interested in it, then I'll release the full uh, version of it. Um, I'll uh, put a preview of that on here, if you like uh uh, also, somewhere probably in this recording. I think if I was going to do like a teaser, yeah. because throughout the week, like there's there's multiple things that I want to talk about when we uh, do the show, and sometimes like I'll I'll remember something, sometimes I'll forget something, and you know, yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to bring up Stephen King's uh, remake of it because it's going to be f- fucking phenomenal, and I cannot wait to fucking see this movie. I need to see this. Um, I didn't get to see uh, the last chapter of Resident Evil in the in the movie theater, so I'm waiting for that to come out on DVD so, so I can buy it, so I can watch it, because it was, again, fucking phenomenal. And also, too, Underworld is coming to a close. Underworld has uh, released its, I think, last movie. Um, maybe not, but... The fifth one? Yes. Blood, Blood Wars, is it? Is that the last one? You're talking about Blood Wars? Yeah. So that's probably the, the last... 
Underworld movie too. So like, you know, here you have two great franchises really. Like you have a franchise that really um that really sparked the interest in zombies and and so did the walking dead but that's still around but as far as like movies are concerned resident evil really sparked uh the interest again in zombie movies and of course um the underworld really sparked um the vampire world werewolves and things like that because don't forget you had uh underworld at the same time, you had Twilight. So, like, and and really both. I mean, you have a, a movie where it's like traditional vampires, tra- uh, traditional werewolves, as to oppose of like non-traditional vampires, and they were friends with the 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 werewolves. So, I mean, and at one point, even in Twilight, they they had like a not a war sort of you know so to speak, but there was definitely with that particular clan, there was an alliance. A, uh, a peace treaty as long as like the the Cullens didn't go into their territory so there, there's always been like that that peace treaty and of course Bella almost fucked it up a couple times but um, traditional if you're into traditional vampires traditional werewolves uh, definitely the underworld and so you have basically two uh, two great franchises that are I mean when it comes to like my opinion with with where you can have like a million movies in them or you can have like a franchise that starts out good and then eventually dies like in my opinion take like for example hellraiser okay now when it started off hellraiser in its inception uh was a great franchise like you had the first movie that was like fucking phenomenal the the second movie was great um like even the third movie was 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 good and then you had the third had the fourth movie which was called bloodline which explained everything but like after that Hmm. i used to do uh when i used to do movie reviews on twitter and i still do from time to time i was doing a uh, review on the howling and and tyson specifically asked me to do a uh do a uh, review on uh howling three the marsupials and Mm -hmm. to me like like the the howling series has always been a great series but there's been certain movies in that series and it's not part three. Like, if you think part three ruined it, it, it didn't. It really didn't. But no, there has been two. certain movies in that. Like, for example, when you have uh, uh, Howling Part Six, which was the Freaks, mm-hmm. that ruined the franchise. Oh, really? What ruined the franchise was the fact that the werewolf didn't look like a werewolf. A great concept. But it ruined it. And then, of course, you have Part 7, which is like an obscure movie that like nobody ever really thinks about. That almost ruined uh, the, uh, the the Howling series. For me, like what saved it, honestly, was like Howling 1 was fucking phenomenal. Howling 2 was fucking great. And then you had Howling 4 and Howling 5. Howling 4 was actually pretty scary. And and Howling 5, obviously, when they went over to like Transylvania or whatever it is, you know, when you had Christopher Lee in it. Mm-hmm. So like there's certain – and you take like a franchise, certain movies save it. And then certain movies, like, you know, destroy it. So to me, like, you know, when you have a strong franchise, you have to have strong writers in order to continue the longevity and the success of this. Like you take, like, for example, the the Friday the 13th franchise, the the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. There There is no weak movies in those uh, in those franchises. When I rewatched it, it, it all made sense to me. So it's like certain movies ruin it, certain movies don't. But... You know, that's, again, that's my opinion. In a nutshell. All right. Um, so I got most of that. Did you see the? <laughs> well, yeah, I was kind of. 
Well, I think I think I, I think that the MP3 quarter on my end was recording. No, uh, what I was just trying to tell the audience was that when you have franchises that that run like a great deal, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can have like like three strong great movies, right? Like take an example. You love Halloween. Three, right? The review on Twitter all them years ago. Sure. So if you take like Howling one, two, and three, they're 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 awesome movies. You take like part four, awesome movie. You take like part five, an awesome movie. But then you moved into like part six and part seven, the last two movies in the franchise that probably could have destroyed that franchise if not for the first five movies that were so strong and so great that it just didn't really matter at that point. Like take for example, um, Child's Play, right? We're all familiar with Child's Play. We're all familiar with, with Chucky. Um, yes. Child's Play, as far as like the, the the whole killer doll thing, wasn't really a new concept. Not by any stretch of the imagination, but it was a good movie. Then you had Part 2. Okay, so now we're moving into Part 2, which was, again, I'm looking at your throat, Tyson. <laughs> I want to suck your blood. And sound drop down. Ten two. Looking like he's gonna cut his throat. Um, there you go. Um, you have Charles Play, uh, Charles Play, which was a good movie, not original, obviously, with the the whole killer doll concept because they did that with uh, they did that with um, the Twilight Zone. Um, they? Talking Annie, I think it was. Talking Tina. Talking Tina. So the whole killer doll concept is not really an original concept, not with, with uh, uh, Chucky, but hmm. the story was phenomenal. Part two was phenomenal. Part three, okay, Annie Barkley since after part three. But now you have uh, part four, like the, the, the Bride of Chucky and the Seed of Chucky ends. Really, those two movies probably could have ruined that franchise, but it didn't because of the fact that it had you know three strong uh, movies ahead of it. Hmm. But honestly, like the the Bride of Chucky, the Seed of Chucky was 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 stupid. Now they have like the Curse of Chucky, which was was you know pretty good because again. You know, they they kept the original actor who played the voice of Chucky basically. Without without the original actor, it, it probably would have sunk. Just like four and you know the four and five or whatever. Who was uh, what was um, what number was Bride of Chucky? Bride of Chucky is part four. Oh, okay, so they all right. I, for some reason, I was under the impression that there was more than the first three Child's Play movies before that, but I guess not. Nope, you have part one, part two, and part three, yeah. which includes um, uh, the character of Andy Barkley, of course. And Aha. like I said, part three was was um, basically Andy goes to a uh, goes to a uh, military school or whatever, and hmm. uh, played by a completely different actor. And that was pretty much like when the Andy character was like phased out completely. Interesting. Like at the end of that movie, spoiler alert: they they drop Chucky in a uh, a big industrial fan in a uh, in a uh, carnival ride, and at that point in time, you're like, well, okay, they dumped him in a fan, and he got arrested. It was pretty much done, and then of course, years and years later, they they brought it back, brought it Chucky, and they never really mentioned what happened to Andy after that point. But uh, um, I'm gonna have to see these movies. Uh, so they they have. The Bride of Chucky, and you're like, 
okay, they have the broad and chucky, whatever. And then they did like the seed of Chucky, which again, had they not had those like strong three movies, that whole franchise probably would have crashed. I mean, how many times have you watched like a, a really great movie that you particularly love, right? Sure. And you, you, you can't wait for like, you know, the sequel, like you love the sequel or whatever. So the sequel comes out and you're like, mm, okay, whatever. Oh, okay. Case in point, mm. Night of the Demons, right? Oh yeah, Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons. Huh? I said, oh yeah, Night of the Demons. I've heard of it, never seen it. Night of the Demons came out, Mm -hmm. and it was a low-budget film based for, like, a Halloween thing, and it was phenomenal. Like, for a low-budget film, like, it had phenomenal acting, and and for people that weren't, like, really actors at the time, and it had phenomenal special effects. So then Part 2 came out, and... Okay, so part two came out, and you're like, oh, I like it. You know, it's, it's, it's okay. It's like you know, it's like a nine or an eight or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then finally, part three comes out, and it totally sucks. I mean, had the first one hadn't been like a cult classic, and then part two, not really so much a cult classic, but you know, it it, it was dominant because. Part three, obviously, if part one wasn't so great, it would have crashed that fucking series. Like that whole that whole franchise would have went right in the toilet, and it, whatever credibility it had would have been just dead. There is, uh, as Don Rickles used to say, "Go right in the dumper." Exactly. I, I sent you something. Speaking of trailers that we of anticipated movies, the one that said that I sent you a face, the most recent thing I sent you on Facebook. There, if you haven't seen this already, like I say, you've got a plot. I'm sorry, would you? There's, I sent you something uh, through the Facebook Messenger. That, speaking of trailers for films that are upcoming, that uh, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but uh, that this is upcoming or that there's a trailer. But I just saw this trailer and and I'm I've been I'm looking forward to this, and I think you're looking forward to it as well. So give, uh, give it a, give it a moment, but uh, you can see what it is in the description. <laughs> it's really short. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah yeah okay yeah okay so. the, the Dark Tower series yep. Absolutely. Yes. Oh my god, dude! I've been waiting for a fucking inter- like in eternity to see this because I, I absolutely to me, like to me, Stephen King's greatest achievement, like his crown jewel. Like he's a phenomenal writer. Don't get me like, like wrong. Everything that he ever wrote, I loved. Um, with the exception, of course, we talked about that one time. We talked about uh, Dead Zone, which I wasn't like too, you know, thrilled about. But that's yeah, all right. Yeah, it's it's all right. But the Dark Tower series, man, I cannot fucking wait to see that movie. So uh, that's that. There's actually more on that. Um, there's a little bit. There's another teaser on that same thing uh, um, that you were just watching. So if, if you continue, there's another half of that that's also now. Have you um, have you read um, the Dark Tower series? Like the whole thing, I, I've read six out of the original seven. Yeah, it's just, so so did I, and like I remember, like there are eight now, but there, yeah. I remember, like a lot of fans were not happy with the ending of that 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 particular series, and um, to me, I was happy with it. You know, I I didn't expect it to turn out like that, but. It's definitely his his crowning achievement. Like it's phenomenal. You know his his you know his crown jewel in his writing career. Because there's so many books tied into it, either by story or by character. Like for example, um, Desperation. 
that's tied into it by by a lot of different things. Um, the regulators again, which is tied to uh, desperation again. Um, Rose matters tied into that. Um, I the dragon is tied into that by characters. Um, the stand is tied into that by by character. There uh, and even Salem's lot by character. Basically, that priest is is basically uh, in in one of the books and it. In what? It. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It, too. Yeah. Also, uh, Talisman and Black Because, House. again, if you, um, if you only watch the movie It, and I'm talking about the original one, um, then you know what that movie's like. But if you read the book, and, and I'm telling you that you should read the book if you haven't read the book, it, there's so much involved. And, yes, I almost forgot about that. It is involved in uh, – the Dark Tower series. So there's there's so many books that are attached to this. Uh, Booyah Moon, Dumaki. So I mean, those are like his latest in the last ten years. So it's it's so definitely a, phenomenal. So, uh, Black uh, House. Yeah. Um, Talisman. There's definitely. A, uh, there's another one too. I forget the name of it. Talisman. But it's it's attached to it's like a sequel. Yeah, Talisman was first, and then Black House is after it. Yes, the Talisman. That's it. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, that was the one, the two, the, the two, the one, well, at least two, there might be more than two, but those two were, co- it was co-written by Peter Straub. Yes. Um, the talisman and the, and the, the, the black house was, uh, collaborated by Stephen King and Peter, uh, Strauss. I forgot about that. So, um, so that's the trade. That's part of the tease. That's the, there's two teasers and there's going to be a full trailer apparently coming out for the dark tower. So that was like part of, that was one of the teasers. What did you, uh, what did you see in it? I saw, of course, the gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, hold on, let me go back to it. In fact, <laughs> yeah. in fact, that's another thing that I want to, I want to bring up actually. Hmm. That's going to be fun. Or the trailer's going to be fun, certainly. So my question to you on this is, um, if you notice how quickly these movies are being released next to each other, pretty much, uh, and they occur in a... Do you suppose these movies occur in a uh, in one cohesive universe? What, the Dark Tower series? No, I'm, t- I'm asking if you think that, like the, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, do you suppose that these movies, it and the Dark Tower film, are going to be occurring in a cohesive universe that actually, it, where there these movies are basically aware of each other because they're set in the same universe, so they don't they won't have continuity problems because they um, are like you know. Do you think they're trying to world build in these new movies, or do you think they're going to completely disregard that angle? Hmm, that's a good question because I, mean, I certainly don't know. I'd when like they do they, a movie, they they tend to when they do a movie, they tend to cut stuff out. Yeah, right. yeah, they they usually cut every anything out that has to do with another th- thing. Like like there are stories that are totally related where they don't mention each other at all, and you're only supposed to kind of understand that they occur in the same universe. Like Stand by Me and Needful Things, you know. Like, exactly. Where it's like you know, Ace Merrill is the through line, but I don't even know if he's in the movie Needful Things because I 
seen it, but I have read it, and I know that these stories are connected. And the one between them is that the Sun Dog from Four Past Midnight. But there's other stuff that is set in Castle well, Rock, and- where it's you know Sheriff Alan Bannerman. All these characters are co- consistent characters in a consistent universe. So, you right. Know, you know what I mean? Well, I, I could tell you that in the in the in the stories, like you said, Stand by Me, mm. and of course, Evil Things, Ace Merrill is a character that connects because basically he was in both. Mm-hmm. But now in the movies, he was in Stand By Me, but not Needful Things. He wasn't? Like, he was completely cut out. Oh, my goodness. In yeah, the movie. That, there you go. See, that's that's one of the, yeah. And the sheriff. So. Yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. So, yeah. So I want to say yeah. I hope that there's a mention of it, but probably not because there like in the When you cut out, like, all the different stories, it's like cut out, like, the stand, cut out, you know, um related characters that have been in the Dark Tower series that are like take Randall Flagg for example. Randall Flagg yeah. is in the stand. He's in uh he's in uh, uh the Dark Tower series. So he's like kinda like one of the main villains. Yeah. I'm hoping and depending on how long this movie is, like it could be like a couple different movies. Like take for the stand for example. The stand is like four movies, dude. It's like a mini series. Like a mini-series. four separate movies into one. So I'm hoping they do it, but yeah. I mean if it's if the movie is, is gr- good, then I want to say like then you know what I'm saying. But for anybody that that before they watch it, they should try to read the books if they hadn't already done so. Because definitely, if they do cut out a lot of key points in this movie, then when you read the books, you're gonna be like, oh my god, the books are better than the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which actually brings me to a second point about this movie is that I'm excited about this. But for some reason, when I first heard about this, and I first heard about this on social media, there was actually people that were actually pissed off that Rollins wasn't a white guy. And I'm like, well, why do you care? Rollins? You know, like, he never really, I mean, obviously in the, in the, in the, in the, the books, he's a white guy. But really, who, who gives a shit? You know, like, in, in all actuality. I think you know, like as long as like he's a, huh? Roland. Yeah. Roland. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah, he's been metal, metal like in the Eastwood, books. I think. Yeah, in the in the in the books, he's a white guy, but right, right. Obviously, in the, in the movie, he's a black guy. But who who, who really cares yeah, what yeah. he's like? As long as the actor can can portray the character the character itself, like the essence of the character and what he's trying to do. Yeah, you I, know, I hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, I, uh, I was I was I thought it was an interesting choice. I had heard that Idris Elba had been considered uh, in, uh, in as a James Bond at one point, and I thought that would be cool. Um, maybe we'll get that one day. I don't know. Maybe there will be parallel series that are created because people. Still seem to need to keep. <laughs> we need to hit. People seem to need to have both versions available to them of things, and that's fine. You know, like the thing you like doesn't go away just because something else is has come since it. You know, it doesn't it doesn't mean that they destroy all copies of. Anyway, I, everybody knows. Well, you know, my 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 thing is. What's that? Well, as a podcaster, mm. you know, and of course, we we do use social media to to promote and all that and we've made some wonderful you know wonderful friends on on social media but i tend to not like take everything on social media serious on social media seriously especially especially like when it comes to like reviews and things like that because the 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 biggest problem with fucking social media is not only fake news 
I've got a speaking of social media. I'm 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 on Instagram, so I'm going to be uh, Instagramming something. I out. like Go that ahead. picture, dude. Huh? <laughs> Are you like that? Oh. Fake news, but like trolls. No, no, the picture's cool, dude. I like it. Oh, okay, good. So, yeah, that's why I tend to, like, dislike social media at times because it's, it's, you know, fake news, trolls. You know, for some reason, like, trolls is, like, my my biggest issue with social media. Like, nobody can just let people live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, How's your health? Oh, uh, I'm getting better. Yeah, it's a process. Earlier, I was on um, because we're we're we are working on getting on iTunes. I was broadcasting from not the studio where you normally be, but my iPhone. And I actually I actually have to admit it was actually kind of cool, like you know, uh, doing a remote uh, a remote viewing. Right. But for the remainder of the show, I have stepped back into the studio, so to speak. So here I am now. So we we have transitioned from where I was to uh, basically the normal recording uh, uh, portion, which is basically Skype. So you're somewhere else is what you're saying. And your feed has frozen. Your, your feed has gone cold. Your feed has stopped moving. Your feed stuff. There you go. No, there it is. Um, by the way, I got a confirmation from uh, iTunes. What? A confirmation or a response? Yes, a confirmation that basically gave us a dear podcast owner, uh, your podcast feed, which basically gave me a, a podcast feed. If you need that, the the, the in uh, any way. If I need the um, the address. Um, it just gave me a, it just gave me a podcast, uh, it just gave me a feed with a bunch of like, you know, numbers and letters and whatnot. Do you know what that is for? I'd have to see it. Okay. Hold on. I'll send it to you. Let me take a picture of it. Um, okay. Uh, your podcast feed, blah, 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 was successfully added and is now under review. So basically it's under review basically is what they're saying. I think it's basically the same feed that was given to us, so that we can upload. I can send you. I can send you the. the we don't have a. We don't have a web. We don't have a web link for it yet. It hasn't gone up on iTunes just yet. Okay. Yeah. So basically, it's under review. So hopefully, we get back. You know, a good. Uh, you know, hopefully they they accept us and we'll be on iTunes uh, soon enough. Uh, so what were we talking about now? About uh, oh yeah, we were talking about three uh, uh, D printing. Three D printing, right? So basically, it would be cool, like if you had to have like a lung transplant. Let's say you go to the hospital and they can print you like three D functioning, you know, functional lungs and put them in your chest, right? Rather than you know making you wait for a donor, basically. Because I mean, I can understand like if you die and you're a donor. I'm a donor. Sure. Um, I'm a donor, but, you're a donor, he's a donor, she's a donor. Wouldn't you like to be a donor, to be a donor? Drink, doctor, donor. Wait, well, donate your organs to, to be a donor. Sorry, yes, it, it's something from my generation. 
Um, basically, you know, when I renewed my driver's license, and this is going back like maybe three years ago, I decided to become a donor because if I die, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the hell? Do, and and somebody could use my organs. Like, what the hell do I need them for? I'm dead. That's a good point. So if somebody could use them, mm-hmm. why not? You know. Yeah, that's why they call the ambulance a meat wagon. That's one of the reasons. Exactly. So, I mean, I can't promise how good my lungs are going to be, but <laughs> they're certainly welcome to them. I'm hoping. I'm thinking mine will be better than they were. At least that's what they tell me. I mean, I've quit smoking. I had quit smoking cigarettes. Um, I think uh, going on two or three years now. Oh, that's right. You did because you you were a smoker when we first met. Yeah, I was a smoke. I smoked for on and off, mostly on for about twenty years. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, it's um, weird too because when I was younger, I would you know I'd hear people say, "Yeah, I've been a smoker for ten years," and I'd be like, "God, I can't even imagine that." <laughs> <laughs> but it's really easy. Time um, just kind of fucking goes by. Pardon me. So, go ahead. Hmm? So I think, like you know, as far as like the listeners are concerned, you know, we not only tonight. I want to say for the first time um, on our show, we we actually were pretty productive as far as like getting us on iTunes. But not only that, like the whole time that we were actually getting us on iTunes, we were actually recording. And like I said, I was recording from a remote location, basically my my iPhone Seven, basically, right. which is not normally where I normally would record. So we actually got a lot done tonight. Cool and. I hope that once we're on iTunes, you know, you'll give us a good review. You'll, you know, spread the word and, you know, get us out there. So we actually got a lot recorded tonight and we did, we, we got a lot further in our endeavor to get us on iTunes and what we've been doing. And I, I come to the conclusion and I don't know why, Mm. but with our advancements between like a home computer, let's say, and a laptop, there shouldn't be any difference. But apparently, everything I do is is off a laptop. Everything what Tyson does is off of a, a home computer. So apparently, pretty much everything. Yeah. The site that we had bought our hosting uh, license from, apparently, the site knows the difference. Uh, apparently, it doesn't like laptops. I want to say. I mean, if that's an accurate, you know. Uh, if that's an accurate opinion, I guess. I, I guess. Well, there is there is also the possibility that my SoundCloud site was not set up correctly to 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 be processed into the required the feed. So there's probably a combination of things going on. Like had because it, it wasn't ready when I managed to interact with it. I had to change the the uh, the logo on my site and you know make sure that it was the right dimensions. I had to you know do a couple different things to make sure that. That once we got past the one stage, that you know that there was um, that it could continue. So it's hard to say how much of that was uh, the website's fault, and and how much is just me having the wrong format and not knowing that that's what it was. You know, there's there's a lot of there's other factors that go into it. I don't want to dump everything on their head, but well, yeah. You know what I find funny? Hmm. Um, uh, Johnny Carson jokes. Wait, no. Yes. No. Don Rickles. Rest in peace. Oh, your feet dropped out. Your your feet has gone cold. Your your feet is gone. Your feet your feet's be failing you now. Hello, uh, and you froze. Ah, there you are. Okay. There you go. They're back, yes. Um, a couple of times I was able to copy and paste the RSS feed to to iTunes, and I hit the vallication button, and it said, "Uh, the vallication is the the feed is not right." Right. Okay. Yes, so that's I, what my understanding of it was, yes. 
So I, I okay. So that was problem number one. Problem number two is when I went to copy and paste that very same feed, it wouldn't let me do that, right? Okay. But in both cases, the place where we bought the hosting license from, and I certainly want to do business with them in the future because it's it's, it's just easier at this point. Um, but both cases, I sent an email, and they're saying that it was a, a bad uh, RSS feed. Well, I got it from you, so how can it be bad? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Right. I understand what you're saying, yes. So all these pains that, you know, I've, I've been talking about earlier is, is, is for all of you people, basically, because, you know, we enjoy entertaining you as much as you hopefully enjoy listening. So we will hopefully be on iTunes, and we hope that you give us a good rating, give us five stars, give us a review, and... Uh, uh, and if you want to insult me, that's fine too. Yeah, and hey, check but you have to pay me first. And check out my other music. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of free music. There. Yes, continue continue to go to uh, uh, Tyson Saner's iCloud uh, uh, SoundCloud <laughs> uh, page because that's where you can also hear our show and check out Tyson's cool music as well. Because I don't want to necessarily do away with the the birthplace of where our show was because that's basically been a saving grace at this point, you know, so, uh, check out his cool music, check out our, you know, our, our show there and come to uh, iTunes and give us a five star ratings and, you know, just review the shit out of it because I think that we have something pretty good, you know, for you. And I think that you will keep coming back each and every week and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it feels good, actually, at this point. I'm, I don't want to, like, count my chickens before they hatch, obviously, but I think it feels pretty good at this point that we're going to be on a new platform on iTunes. You know, it's it's like Tyson said earlier in the show. Your feed is frozen. Your feed is frozen again. It's frozen. Let it go. Let it go. It's frozen. Your feed is gone. Where you're gonna Long live the free. Oh, there it is. It came back. The feed had froze for a sec there, but that's okay. Dino's Toys. Oh, I get that now. Oh, that's so funny. Must be named after Dino Stamatopoulos. Okay. Did you see that uh, thing I sent you? The um, Anomalisa sculpting animated characters with Carol Co- Koch thing? I got the link. Okay. Oh, yeah. I can see it. Hold on. just look at a picture and copy it because that doesn't imbue the sculpture with any sense of feeling i want to know that that person's personality they become real to me that little sculpture has to breathe think actually as i'm working on them sometimes i feel like they're actually there thinking doing whatever and it comes out in the sculpture this is Artisans, and we're at Starburns Industries in Burbank, California, with Carol Koch, character sculptor for Anomalisa. Charlie Kaufman had some very concrete ideas of what he was looking for in his characters. So uh, Duke did some sketches. This was for Michael, the main character, Michael Stone, and this one was for Lisa. His description of Michael was dashed expectations. Wow. And enduring. And I, as soon as he was enduring. saying that, yeah, as soon as he was saying it, it started to develop the character, character's personality in my head, and that's very important when you're designing something. I think you're extraordinary. Why? I don't know yet. It's just obvious to me that you are. I'm going to share that one because that, that's phenomenal. Um, there's all different types of clay. 
Um, mostly what I use in the film industry for makeup effects or um, specialty costumes, superhero suit stuff. This is we phenomenal. use something called Chavon, which yeah, is neat, oil-based huh? clay. Yeah, for this, really since is. I got to choose anything I wanted to use, I chose a wax-based clay, which is much tidier, much neater on the hands. It stays soft it can, under just a light. heats up quickly, and it cools down quickly. Is your body heat enough to keep it warm and malleable? Yeah, it is. Oh, nice. I look at my reference. I've got a bunch of pictures, and in this case, we don't have a final design. We're trying to figure out what That's does this amazing. guy look like. So I've been given a description of yeah. the character, his age, um, what he's thinking, what his personality like. You turn it into what you want it to be. And if it's if it's not behaving well, you beat it in submission. <laughs> Look for what is special about each individual. Focus on that. At the end of the process, you've been sculpting and you get... This one's Michael Stone. This is Lisa. And this is the world head. She's not your svelte girl who goes and works out every morning. She's a bit on the frumpy side. And these are with the finished proportions. With the finished proportions, yes, which were not quite human. This would be, as you can see, more, you know, in proportion where the head and the body, um, the head's much smaller and the hands. Why were the sculptures anatomically correct? This is no very, reason? like, intricate. Uh, because there are scenes in there where they need to have their yes, bits and pieces. There's puppet nudity yes, in the film. puppet nudity. <laughs> That's phenomenal, dude. The way they did that. Yeah, they're uh, they're amazing looking puppets, um, aren't they? <laughs> they're they're pretty phenomenal. Now, this movie is on uh, Amazon Prime, and it is uh, it is not a children's film. It is. Uh, I just wanted to put that out there because I know a lot of people. Uh, sometimes they'll see something that's uh, you know it's got puppets in it. And they'll they won't uh, necessarily think that it might go somewhere very adult and this film isn't it is does have adult content so i don't know i can see that because they they with the sculpting of the of the puppets or the 3d clay or whatever you want to call it Mm. they they are very 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 anatomically correct right well i mean i believe they start with clay to get the shape of it and then they mold that clay and then that's what they put the 3d that's where they get the 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 shape for the 3d printed uh, components, but it starts. Yeah, it starts in clay, and then by, so by the time it gets to the actual puppets that you're seeing being photographed, that they're they're made of some kind of a synthetic polymer that's some you know whatever whatever is in your 3D printer, the the one they use. I don't know if it's nylon, if it's you know what it is, but it's um. But you can see the the detail and and uh, and and yet so it's like and how it looks human but not human is pretty pretty trippy. Oh, absolutely, and I, I think. It's a great movie. If you look at this particular video, right, this particular show, movie, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. compared to, like, what they've done with clay animation, let's say, 20 years ago, further back, it's it's definitely, like, more realistic now than where it's been. Sure. You know, so. Well, yeah, there's They definitely have come a long way. Animation is one of my favorite things to look at. I mean, uh. It's one of the reasons why I like some animes because it's animated. But I like also, uh, you know, I'm, I'm into uh, like Jan Svenkmeyer made this uh, crazy version of Alice in Wonderland that looks like it's just found material and junk, and it's uh, it's fantastic, and it's stop motion animation. That's what yeah, they want to call it claymation, stop motion animation. Uh, let me see if I can find the trailer for that real quick. Um, also, nice. I also really like. Um, oh, I saw his Faust, and that was pretty amazing too. Um, there's a movie called Dave Made a Maze coming out that is re- incorporating uh, cardboard art and stop motion animation 
and I have done a song uh, that is about what I think the movie's about, which is not probably not what the movie's about, but that's okay. So there should be a trailer. But um, also, I'm really into the, the work of um, Bruce Bickford, who's made some amazing stuff. There's a documentary about him called uh, Monster Road, I believe. Monster Road. Yeah, he's a, he. When I was living up in uh, in uh, Washington, he actually didn't didn't live too far from. He's up. He's from up there somewhere. So, um, but I'll show you some of his stuff in a bit. I'll show uh, the Jan Svankmeyer stuff first. Let's see. I'm waiting. I'm looking at the trailer to make sure it's even got some stuff that's worth looking at. Oh yeah. Okay. Now this is this is completely on the other end of the spectrum as far as like how it's presented. Like it's. It's a combination of uh, camera angles and real, real uh, human elements and uh, animated elements. The Allison trailer. Okay, looking glass. Let's see what you got. So it starts off with the live action elements. You can see. Wow. When did this come out? And we look that up. So that movie is from 87 or 88, depending. Uh, I think it was made in 87. It's 19... I remember watching this. Oh, so you've seen, you've seen Jan Smekmeyer's Alice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, I remember because when I was watching the trailer, like, uh-huh. it started like coming back to me. I'm like, I remember watching this when I was a kid. It's, 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 it's com- like, I obviously now, like, watching it, the trailer as an adult was completely different from my experience watching it as a child, obviously, and... Um, it's pretty badass, dude. Like I have, like I love revisiting stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so that's Jan Smekmar. He's got some other stuff. I'm trying to find a nice clip of some of Bruce Bickford's work because it's also somewhere completely in the middle of what you've seen. It's like it's not, it's not that 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 sort of found and junk look of the other one. It's not the polished 3D printed thing. That's actually a pretty like um, if you think about like stop animation, right? Like and all this stuff that really like requires it, right? Uh-huh. And even like with uh, earlier conversation about South Park, like it's all related. Like that's a lot of work behind that to do that to do. Well, to do South Park the way they do it. Oh, yeah. They're not – yeah, like South Park and, and even that. Like most like uh, stop animation requires a lot of work. It's it's not like you're, you're having like a live action you know, person or <clears throat> even like a cartoon like The Simpsons. It's like it's it's a lot of it's, – it's more work I think to get – to do that than, you know, 
regular animation or, or you know live people. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at one of the one of the Bruce Pickford things to see if it's indicative of what I want to show you, and uh, you're kind of going, hmm, maybe. Oh, it's something he made for Baby Snakes. It looks like it's not exactly what. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. And at midnight thirty-five. Okay, now it's now it's starting to do the stuff that I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, this stuff. This is next level bizarre, but like it kicks in at about thirty seconds, and so. It's a scene from something called Castle, I think. I got that. Yeah, okay. So this is Bruce Brickford's C A S L. I think it's pronounced Castle. Gotcha. Okay. So it's about three minutes long. To- gotcha. Okay. So I'm I'm uh, engaging. Wow. Okay. Let's see. Okay. This gets weird. This is like psychedelic stuff. Yes. Oh my god. This is like. I'm digging this. It's crazy, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's like it's like crazy. It's what, like what are you seeing? Tripping. Yeah, it's hard to describe it, isn't it? Because everything just keeps shifting and turning into things. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. This stuff is amazing. This guy, this would look so great on Blu-ray. This is a sense of scale that's happening too. It's like you know. Like that that thing in Sesame Street where it's like uh, that's about the size where you put your eyes. That's about the size of it, except on acid. Like not even just in that cliched way where where uh, like the way comedians use on crack or on acid. But I mean, literally, like <laughs> this is very trippy. Yeah. How long did it take to do all this, too, you know? Like, to create all these little parts. And I've, there's a scene in Monster of the documentary about him where it just shows, like, just hundreds of these little puppet figures on sticks just sitting on plates ready to be stuck into an environment. They're just waiting to go so you can get them all ready and in position and shoot the one frame and then go through and move all their things that shoot the one frame. And it's he did that, a lot of this stuff out of his garage. So the stuff you just saw, he did for a... Frank Zappa uh, concert film called Baby Snakes. Uh, no, actually, sorry, that was Castle. Uh, the stuff I was trying to show you was actually from Baby Snakes. So if you're, if anybody's out there a fan of Frank Zappa and has never seen Baby Snakes and also like some really crazy actual claymation, but in the most of the most surreal sort, uh, Bruce Bickford's animation in that and Frank Zappa's music are a great combination, like a good cheese and wine pairing. So both orally and visually. Uh, thoughts on what you just saw, Hunter? Uh oh, you froze. Oh, there you are. That was fucking like. I mean, I just watched that video and that was like fucking awesome and trippy at the same time. Like whoever, like who, who put that together? That was Bruce Bickford. That's fucking incredible. Yeah, his stuff is pretty great. It's it's, it's a lot of clips of it on YouTube, but like you know, it's, you'd imagine seeing it in like really high high definition or something would just it would be fantastic. So yeah, interesting animation. Uh, do you remember, I think, I don't know if it was our first show, but it was like among the first few ones where I showed you uh, animation from a guy named Syriac. Do you recall that? Yes. And it was Cows, Cows, Cows? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So I don't, have you have you sought out any more of Syriac's uh, animations to to uh, to see what they're like? I have not, but definitely be, because I it slipped my mind. But I definitely will now. I will definitely check out more of his work I'll see because okay. that is definitely like what I just witnessed. Like, and I definitely I'm going to save the PM the the link so I can put it on the uh, Facebook page because that is fucking like trippy. I think like if anybody watch that i think they'd feel the same way that it's it's definitely like you know trippy and awesome at like the same fucking time yeah it's something else i i'm i i tend to uh seek out interesting animation and interesting uh uh i don't know why so yeah i've always liked animation i we don't really talk about it much on the show uh but it's it has come up occasionally and uh it's uh, probably one of my favorite types of 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 uh Entertainment. I, mean, I like regular films, of course, but we rarely do talk about animation. There's also a lot of really... Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Non-exceptional animation that mm-hmm. that has a good story occasionally, so it's worth watching. Like, I don't want to throw anybody under the, the bus, but like, say... There's nothing necessary it's 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 also what they call limited animation which is fine i like all this i like all forms of animation i i enjoy the that there are differences so i'm not trying to put it down i'm just trying to put them next to each other and explain how they're different to me or and how they hit me and how i appreciate each one even though they may be different like there's limited animation which is say what uh when stark does stark tunes for um Kevin Smith and Scott Moser, like it's it's a it's a type of animation that's called limited animation. That's its technical term, so that's not a put down. It's it means it's based on there aren't like uh, there aren't tweens, so it's not twenty four frames per second. It's more like twelve frames per second. So it's more about gotcha. it's more about poses and mouth shapes and you know making getting the most out of uh, using as few drawings as possible and it, he does an excellent job another show that does that really well for me uh, is the original speed racer cartoon so that's that's the difference between like full on and like limited animation yeah. is basically how many frames how many like how much movement is between like all like different the characters and and shots and frames kind of yeah like for example snow white uh walt disney snow white is not limited animation that is full-on 24 frames a second animation and what makes that significant is 24 frames a second is exactly how many frames there are on standard movie film so gotcha gotcha okay so it moves at the same speed as as film so the uh you can like the the eye when you have 12 12 frames per second will only read uh, it, it'll read it at the same speed, but if you tr- if you're trying to get fluid motion, that's where 24 frames a second comes in. And tweens are the little like, like um, I, you can't see this, but like if my hand is here, right, and I'm going to mm-hmm. wave it here. So this is one position. This is another position. So they need to draw here and here, and then all they have to do on limited animation is to take those two pictures and cycle them back and forth. And it's like gotcha. a, like a GIF or a GIF. I think it's GIF. I think it's. Do you think it's GIF or GIF? I don't know. I think it's Jeff, but could be Jeff. Yeah, I hear. I like. I like both because it, anyway. So there's that, right? But then, like, say it's Walt Disney animation. There's there is a frame. Like there's this there's this picture. Mm. There's this picture. But there's also somewhere in between is my hand here because it would be there in space, but you can't see it because it moves quickly. Well, if you draw that bit in, it gives a more fluid looking animation. So then you see this instead of 
that. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So that's that's the difference, really. So you can get that's away. That's pretty with interesting more. because hmm. I n- I never knew that. Like I've watched Speed Racer, and the the, the cartoon. Now Speed Racer yeah. is is a cartoon, right? Like, so I never knew there was like a difference between like. Obviously, there's there's a comparison between like you know clay animation and speed racer as far as like as far as like the way they shoot it right is that right well you can make a there's a comparison in the sense of how different they are i suppose i mean you can now is is south park limited animation the way they do it oh gosh you see now south park is a hybrid uh i'm sure that they use this is the thing is i don't know because there's also there's also a way that these two different mediums are shot (coughs) And there's a, a sh- that they're shot. There's a thing called a shot list where it actually goes mm-hmm. through and says at frame number blah, you know, open mouth to E position, and so limited animation and and the other kind both have shot lists. But I'm sure that they organize their information in a slightly different way. Uh, they have to. That I don't know what makes the distinction in that regard. They I think they're using 24 frames per second, but they're also using um, virtual. They used to use real construction paper, but they're using construction paper-shaped flat images on various layers that are all moved at the same time, as though as, as though it were paper looking down on something. But it's it's up here because it's in a computer, so it's really kind of more CGI now, which which doesn't which sort of makes it CGI that looks like limited animation or, or can look like limited you can actually you can actually do limited animation on a computer like like Aqua Teen Hunger Force is done in a computer. But there's a lot I of, love that show. But yeah, but there's a lot of stuff in it. So there's there's limited animation, there's there's uh there's there's uh, photographic elements, there's mm-hmm. um particle effects and there's like like an explosion is just a series of pictures of an explosion that's been basically rotoed out and stuck in the frame, and it looks like an explosion happened there, you know, like like a separate piece of video. But it can still like right. that that explosion is probably in 24 frames per second because it looks like real fire, or could be. There are ways of getting mm. around that because fire is a tricky thing. It, it fire goes at a particular speed, and if you want to get it to look right. That's really where the difference between 24 and 12 comes in is that certain things are going to look a little funky at 12. Gosh. Gotcha. Now, like, you know what, you know what my, my whole thing is? If you try to do them fluidly, that is. It, most of the time, the eye is not going to notice the difference. Like when we see Stark's things, we see the Aquaman thing and, you know, and, and with the shark and they're laughing and they're just – like we don't care. Our eye reads it as, as like a piece of entertainment. But if you're, you're a stickler and you know, something looks really strange for a second – anyway, so yeah, go ahead. My thing is like you know, we're talking about – well, you mentioned uh, CS, uh, CGI, right? Yes. And CGI does work in a lot of cases, depending on like you know what kind of movie you're filming, right? But to me, if you're if you're like I'm a fan of '80s horror movies, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I just want the dude, you know, in the suit, as to oppose a CGI character that was like just photographed in there like because you could tell the difference between that you know like you know if you're like for example like it works when um what's that one zombie movie by uh george romero shit diary the diary of the dead like you could tell like yeah there's there's one moment where he used cgi and you could tell oh the the effect was good but you could tell it was cgi you know what i'm saying like 
like my like and you're right you could tell like the difference between like real and cgi i don't want to like know the difference you know but maybe like our technology hasn't been able to you know obviously if they're doing a, an entire movie in cgi like is was finding dory in cgi was that all computer was it cgi well, that's the same thing I mean, if it's computered it's all it's it's computer models in a three right. in a three D space, it'd be like they make a model of my hand, essentially. That See, has... that's okay though because I know it's all CGI. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Finding Nemo or Finding Dory was 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 cute if you're a parent and love those type of films. It's all set in the that was like in great. a CGI universe. It's set within its own. Nothing in it looks out of place because nothing stands exactly. Out as, nothing nothing looks out of place because it's all CGI. Nothing looks too real. Exactly. Like Shrek. But when you take CGI and you put it in a real environment, that's my problem with it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, take oh, Scorpio like, King. Oh, uh, Scorpion King? No, no, not Scorpio King. Take the, the Mummy Returns, where the oh. Scorpio King was in it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you could tell oh, wow. when The Rock became the Scorpio King and he comes out of, like, this tomb or whatever. Yeah. It was CGI and it looked fake as shit. That's a great. You know what I mean? That's my problem with that. That's interesting. Yeah, I imagine it took. And, you know, and I feel, I feel like, you know, I, 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 my heart bleeds for them because I know that it took them a certain amount of time just sweating and straining to get to that point and it, but I'll, oh, tell absolutely. You, I'll tell you that Scorpion King I'm sorry I don't want to make an enemy out there but but it still beats <laughs> by the way there is probably something worse than the next effect I'm going to and by worse I should say less than uh, to be diplomatic but you know for every Scorpion King in the Mummy 2 uh, effect there is uh, the um, God, what is it? It was either a crocodile or an alligator in the movie. Uh, well, it wasn't. It wasn't actually the crocodile or the alligator. It was the digital human in its jaws in the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Eraser. Uh, oh yes, take, yes. Take a look at Do that. You remember? Sometime. That is that 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 CGI or puppet crocodile or whatever grabs a CGI human, a digital double, and it is yes. hot garbage. Well, that about does it for the Antisocial Show. I'm Tyson Saner. And I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Have a good time, folks. 